Well, praise the Lord, guys. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Well, God is good, and uh, God is present, and God has brought you to this service because he loves you, and he has a message for you. So thank you for coming to church. Thank you so much. Um, so the Lord, um, like, put something on my heart, and I want to share it with you guys. Um, this is the last day of 2023. Is that crazy or what? Last day of 2023. Feels like as you get older, the years go by faster. Uh, some of you young ones have, you know, you feel invincible, but all you old people know what I'm talking about. They just fly by. And, um, and every, every year um, for me, before, before that, you know, turns, before Australia hits it, or New York, I have a time with God. And the Lord put this on my heart to do it with you. And it's kind of like uh, your phone. You know, I, I, I don't like buying new phones because they're $1,000 and I don't, I don't want to spend $1,000 on a phone. But, um, but I know that when your phone starts like moving really slowly and you know, the apps take longer to open and it's just sluggish, if you go to a certain screen on your phone, and you go to this screen that you normally don't go to. I mean, it's like this, this you, you drill down and there's this button called reset. And if you hit that reset button, you know what it does? It wipes your entire phone. And you do that sometimes because it's like, I got too much junk on this phone and I don't even know where to start. So you, you, you hit reset and then all of a sudden, then you reload everything and it just runs better. You know what I'm talking about? And here's what I, we've been doing this whole weekend. We did it last night. We did it at the nine and we're going to do it right now. Is I just feel like I'm going to give you an opportunity to hit, for God to hit the spiritual reset button on your soul this morning. A spiritual reset button on your soul. So there's things that have happened in 2023 and you're still carrying them. And God wants to just, he wants you to start 2024 with a clean slate. Doesn't that sound good? With a clean slate. Some of you, uh, you've had a hard 2023. You're looking forward to 2024. Maybe there's things that happened in 2023 that you've had some hurt and, and some pain. Um, maybe you've carried junk with you that you shouldn't carry. And it's just part of you, but it doesn't have to stay with you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn to God hard right now. And I pray that every person in this room has an experience with God and you let God hit the spiritual reset button of your soul. Will you be willing to do that? Can you do that? I'm going to start us off with 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. So here's what it says. Here's what it says. If my people... It's you and I, who are called by my name, will, will what church will humble themselves and, and what? And pray and what? And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. If you do those things, if you, if you humble yourself, pray, seek his face and Turn from your wicked ways. Then, say then with me, then. 
I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's an incredible if-then statement for all you left brain people. Isn't that beautiful? It's an incredible if-then statement. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to have time. You came to church. Let's not go through the motions of church. Cry out to God. And God knows the hurts. God knows your worries. God knows your fears. God knows your future. God knows your past. But before we turn the page to 2024, let God hit that spiritual reset button and have a clean slate. Experience the forgiveness of your sins. Does that cool? Let, let God do that. We're also going to be doing communion. Um, when we do communion, it represents our Savior in so many ways. The, the bread represents the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that hung on a cross and became a curse for us, the scripture says. And the juice represents his blood that was shed for our sins. He became a sin offering for us, and it happened one time, and it was enough. So now that when you put your faith in Jesus, his blood covers us as well. And because of his blood, we can experience the forgiveness of our sins and we can have fellowship with God and know his presence and know his blessings. And uh, we can have that. But we also recognize that Jesus died. Like he didn't have a pulse for three days. He was buried in this tomb and he rose from the grave. Oh, death, where is your stink? He rose from the grave. Excuse me, battling a little congestion thing. Um, but it gets better. Then he sent his Holy Spirit so that you could experience the Holy Spirit in your chest cavity, in your mind. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and convict you. So if you are a Christian, then this table is for you. Then this table is for you. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to have an open time a prayer. And you can come forward and take communion. If you need to, you know, is there an empty seat around you? Do you see an empty seat? There's your altar right there. You can get on your knees in front of that chair and cry out to God and let God hit that spiritual reset button. Let God cleanse you. Let God work and just give him, thank God for 2023, even the hard stuff and ask him to cleanse you and, and give you a clean slate. Is that good? God, have your way here right now, Lord. Stir hearts. Holy Spirit, meet with every soul here right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. You can come forward. You can pray before or after, but let's cry out to God. Come forward.
Lord Jesus, we humble ourselves before you right now. We need you, God. And I know you've heard the prayers in this place, God, and everyone has a story. And I pray that you minister to each heart. You are our strength, our rock, our shield, our fortress, our mighty God, our Redeemer, our Lord, our Savior, our God. We need you, Lord. I pray that you touch that heart that needs to be healed, comforted, encouraged. I pray you minister to that person that doesn't have a relationship with you even right now. Show them that you're real. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to them right now in the name of Jesus. I pray you speak to that person who has a heavy heart right now, God. Would you take that weight, Lord, off of them right now in the name of Jesus? I pray you move in the heart of that person who's caught up in that addiction. And I pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit that you set them free, God, from that bondage in the name of Jesus. I pray you move in the heart of that person who's holding on to anger, lust, unforgiveness, whatever it is, God, would you clean their heart right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you stir the heart of that person who maybe hasn't spent time with you in a long time. Maybe they haven't heard you in a long time. Would you show them that you're real right now, God? Give us all clean slates right now. Hit that spiritual reset button right now and all of our, on our soul. We need you, God. And we rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Devil, you have no business in our life, in our home, in our family, in our children. And we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No business in this church. Jesus is Lord. God, thank you. For 2023, I thank you for the difficult times. You've always been a faithful God. Thank you for carrying us when we've been tired. Thank you for the strength when we've wanted to give up. Thank you for your faithfulness, God, even when we've been unfaithful. Thank you, God. And we look forward to 2024, Lord. But we want to do it, we want to do it with you, God. We need you, God. We worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all of this. Amen.
powerful words that we declare, God. You can have it all. Every piece. Every part of my life. The parts that I'm proud of and the parts I'm ashamed of. You can have all of me, God. Have your throne within my heart. Use me how you want to, Lord. I'm available to you. Oh God, in 2024, as we look forward, I pray, Lord, that we um, use every opportunity that you give us. And we, we have this attitude of, God, I'm yours. I want to do your will. I want to live my life for you. Surrender to you. Help me to live a life of surrender. Thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. God, as we're about to open your word together, may your word speak life. Give Pastor Reuben um, strength, Lord, and would you use him as a vessel. Show him the hearts of your people and the word that you want us to hear. And I pray we receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God has used Thorn Creek Church in my life as an extension of my family. Um, Thorn Creek has become a place where it doesn't feel so hard being away from family because in a way Thorn Creek has become our family. It's um, given me the ability to grow in my faith and given me a home um, to call my own. Give me a family um, that we didn't have here before. Yeah, Thorn Creek has given me a place to call home and give my kids a place to worship God and my wife and my family to worship God. Thorn Creek gave me community when I had none. Creek makes you feel like family. There's no other place I'd rather be. Finding a true home here. This church has been so amazing in the last couple of years, just having the option to attend online since I live in a different part of Colorado has been huge. I guess when I was younger, I didn't really believe that God was real um, until I came here um, every Saturday. I kind of learned more and more about him. I love most about Thorn Creek is about everyone. They have everyone has such a good smile and everyone's so nice. Long and short, he's at this church definitely helped save our marriage and yes, um, helped us get over past hurts of other churches. It's an easier question to ask: How has God not used Thorn Creek in our life? Um, our life changed a year ago when we started coming, and I've just seen a huge transformation in not only me and my husband, but our kids. I have life, a purpose, direction, support, and family. I know what it's like to love others, and more importantly, I know what it's like to be loved by others. In the past two years, you've become my church family and my home. You've given me an opportunity to serve my Jesus, make new friends and love those around me, and it's been awesome. I, I'm just so thankful, and I thank God on a weekly basis for bringing me to Thorn Creek. Together, let's keep the sun, S-O-N, in our eyes. Can we put our hands together and thank God for together? You know, God is still changing lives, and by His grace, God is using this church. So thank you for being a part of this experience, uh, this, this, uh, this journey. It's been so wonderful. Some of you, if this is your first weekend at Thorn Creek, thank you. 
If some of you have been here since 2002, thank you. We uh, we love you and appreciate you very much. Um, this weekend, you know, this whole 2023 thing has been in my head, and I thought about, well, this is going to be the last time I'm going to be preaching in 2023. And I asked God, God, what do you want me to say? Uh, you know who's going to be showing up at church. You know who's going to be watching online. What is the word that you want me to share with everyone? And I also am aware uh, this weekend is our Thorn Creek Soul Weekend, where we talk about how God has worked the last year, the last 12 months in this church. And so I recognize both of them. But I want to start off with um, 2023 highlights, just a few of them. Um, and you may be aware of some of this stuff that happened in 2023. Uh, the new Tesla Cybertruck was officially released. Everybody aware of that? I'm expecting my truck any minute to show up at my house. I'm like, I know some of you are like, you're a pastor. You should be driving a Yugo. I know who you are. I know that's who you think. Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine Person of the Year. She launched her Eros Tour. Yeah. Okay. We got one Swifty in the house. <laughs> I'm thinking like, is it possible for Travis Kelsey not to be a Swifty at this point? I think he's in too deep right now. According to Spotify, the most popular song of 2023 was Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I wouldn't have guessed that. Any of you guys know that? Some of you are like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not as young as me and everyone else, so I just want you to know that. And then there's this guy, um, Russ, Russell Wilson. He was benched, whatever that means. Um, yeah. At Thorn Creek Church, it's been a good year. God's been so faithful, but there's been some fun memories along the way. I'm thinking of one of the times when uh, Pastor Nick, who does an amazing job leading us in worship, uh, he was about to sing a, a song in front of everyone. I don't remember what service it was, but he had a mic just like this one, and he starts singing it, and all you see is his lips moving like, and then everyone's looking at him, and then he's like, you know, giving Josiah the death stare to unmute him because he, and then he realized he uh, maybe uh, unconsciously, he took out the batteries of his mic before that song, and he was up here without batteries, and anyway, it was this inside thing. It was really funny when we sat around talking about it. Um, anyway, <laughs> the cotton candy machine smoked up the building during our weekend, birthday weekend. Uh, we had a programming um, nightmare, kind of a perfect storm. Uh, from this is, this is evidence we're still you know, working through things and don't have it all together. But we had a young adults lock-in, a women's breakfast, Palm Sunday, and set up for Holy Week all on one Saturday morning. Everything converged, and it was evidence that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. So we had wonderful women bringing in amazing dishes of food, and we had young adults walking around in their pajamas just waking up, and, and we were setting up for Palm Sunday. It was one of those weekends. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Avery got pied. Avery got pied. That was an exciting time. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica's the only one who's applauding for that. But we Pied him because uh, he sold out the previous year and made sure that the women, the girls won instead of the guys, and the guys hold grudges. So we made him pay this year uh, for that. And our students and volunteers attended a youth conference in Tampa, Florida that was apparently really, really hot in the month of July. Go figure, big surprise. And uh, they went to a seafood restaurant and they ate chicken. And they were very upset about that. A lot of them lost that sanctification at that restaurant that they were said, that was their breaking point right there. And they said, I'm done. But uh, Psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart 
of wisdom. Let's read that together out loud. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Isn't that a good word? That means every day is a gift from God. Every day is a gift from God. And the fact that you're breathing here right now is evidence that God has a purpose for you. And God's grace is over you. And God loves you. Right now, while you have breath in your lungs, love those people who are around you because you don't know how long they'll be around. Reach out to those people and reconcile and forgive and show grace because every day is a gift from God. Life is fragile. A man had a conversation with God and he asked God, God, how long is a million years to you? And God said, a million years is like a second. Then the man asked God, well, how much is a million dollars to you? And God said, a million dollars is like, like a penny. Then the man smiled and said, could you spare a penny? And God smiled back and said, sure, just wait a second. I, normally my jokes are terrible. And you laugh at our things that are not jokes. So I appreciate you guys laughing at this one. Normally I'm like, that was a punchline, you know, it was that kind of jokes kind of thing. So as I prayed about this message this weekend, um, here's where the Lord took me. Took me to the book of Isaiah in chapter 43. In chapter 43, uh, God uses a prophet named Isaiah to speak to his people, his children, Israel. And Israel is at a season in their life where they have just messed up, spiritually messed up. They made the wrong decisions they worship the wrong gods. They chase after the wrong women. And now they're just reaping the consequences of their mistakes. That's like us in life, isn't it? Much of our life is we're reaping the consequences of our decisions, right? A lot of that is, is our life. So now they're at a place where their life is being threatened, and there's a chance that there's this pagan nation known as Babylon that is coming down upon them, and there's a chance they're going to be exiled. They're, they're fearing for their life, and they're fearing for their lifestyle, and now they're like, what is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen, and there's just, they're gripped by fear. But in the same passage, you see God tell them, don't worry about it. I have something better for you. So the Lord led me to this passage because I feel like it captures 2023 and 2024 really well. So let's, let's look at this together here. Verse 14 says this. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sakes, <clears throat> for your sakes I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. Isn't that amazing? God's saying, I'm going to fight for you. You don't have to worry about it. I know it seems like a bigger problem than you, and I know it seems they're bigger than you, and, and, and they're stronger than you, and that may be true, but God is with you, and he's stronger and bigger than anything. And he said he's going to make them flee, run away in those ships that they're so proud of. Verse 15, he says, I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I love that this line is there because I think sometimes we need to be reminded that God is your God and he's a big God and nothing's impossible for your God and your God sees everything. Your God sees the future. Your God knows your heart. He knows your fears. He knows your worries. Your God sees everything. He hears everything that's spoken behind closed doors. Your God's a big God. 
God. And I love the way God reminds Israel, hey, I want you to know I am the Lord, your holy one. <laughs> Verse 16, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. So now he's just telling them, you know, what he's done. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. Can you say forget all that? Forget all that. Here it comes. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I'm about to do something new. <laughs> See? I've already begun. Do you not see it? I love that line. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. <laughs> Isn't this cool? Like God has a relationship with creatures and creation. Isn't that cool? Like, God knows my dog. I'm so grateful for that because I don't like him. The, uh, <clears throat> the wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls, too, for giving them water in the desert. Like, animals will thank God for the water. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. Isn't that good? Well, God, open up our eyes, soften our hearts, speak to every heart, Lord, and Holy Spirit, work in me and through me again, I pray, by your grace. May you, Jesus, be glorified. I praise you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. I can keep praying, guys. You have a big God. So that you have the situation where Israel is facing Babylon and God tells him, don't worry, don't worry. I know it looks scary, but don't worry. I know the unknown looks scary, but don't worry. I know there's things happening in your life, but you don't have to worry about anything. I know the prognosis is not good, but don't worry. I know you're facing this possible scenario, but don't worry. God is with you. And if God is with you, that's enough. That's enough. You don't need anyone else. All you need to do is focus on God. In fact, Jesus said it like this. He said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And Jesus uh, says, you know what's your most, most important, your top priority for 2024? Here it is. Put God first. <coughs> Put God first. That's what he says. Put God first. Not that woman. You may have come to church because of a woman. You may have come to church because of a man. You might be trying to please someone that you work with. You might be trying to gain the favor of a boss. You might think that they're going to help you in your future. Whatever it is, put God first. Turn to someone next to you. Just tell them, put God first. You put God first. Put God first. That's what Jesus is saying. Seek first the kingdom of God. If you put God first, God can take care of everything else. He can take care of the relationships. He can take care of the marriage. He can take care of the finances. He can take care of all those things that you're battling, but put God first. Then he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus says, do 
not worry. Uh, in fact, I would encourage you to read Matthew chapter 6. He talks a lot about worry. I think Jesus talked a lot about worry because he knows we're prone to worrying. We're prone to worrying. And Jesus said, leave that behind. Just leave it behind. It reminds me when we, uh, when we uh, all of us here, when you take a trip and you go, you know, go take a trip and you pack your suitcase and you go to DIA. The goal is, I think for most of us, especially if it's a short trip, um, you want to pack a small suitcase with all the things you need, the essentials, um, so that you can put that small suitcase in the overhead, right? If you can put it in the overhead, you don't have to mess with checking in your luggage or the chance of it getting lost and all that stuff. So your decision is, okay, what do I need to take with me? You know, I'm going to take one pair of jeans or maybe two, and that's it. I'm going to take some shirts and maybe one jacket. You know, I want to pack lightly. And, uh, and I think life is a little bit like that. It reminds me of a time when, when I was traveling somewhere, and I remember I was in line. And uh, <coughs> I was flying southwest, <coughs> flying southwest. And while I was flying, uh, where we were in line and I was at the gate, I happened to check in really, really late. So I was like, you know, letter C, seat number 62 or whatever it was. It was something ridiculous. So I was all the way in the back. And I remember I had my one suitcase and I had a backpack with my laptop or something like that. But I, I had my, my, my one suitcase and I was looking at everyone with their luggage. You ever do that? Like, hmm, how much, how much luggage do they got? And I saw some people like, like with two luggage and I'm like, well, that's not fair. And then I saw some women that had a purse that was bigger than my suitcase. And you know who you are. And that's, that's, that, that's, you need to repent of that sin because that's not cool. And, and, and I saw, I saw I'm like, what's up with that? I know Grace, when she travels like that, she's baby, can you hold on to this? They're going to stop me. I'm like, I'm not going to be your accomplice in this whole thing. I'm not going to do it. So sure enough, I thought this was going to happen and it happened. I got up to the gate and all those people and all those other people had the big old suitcase, you know, their purse suitcase. And sure enough, they stopped me and they said, I'm sorry, we reached our weight limit. You have to check in your suitcase. And I thought, this is not fair. This is not fair. All these other people checked in this, you know, these bags. And, and sure enough, they put my suitcase in some other plane. And my suitcase went to Indianapolis. And I went to Denver. And I didn't get my suitcase for like a day and a half. And I thought, this is just not fair. But here's what I think God is saying to the Israelites. And here's what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 6. You have to be careful what you pack going into 2024. You have to be careful. You have to be careful what you pack. Here's what you need to leave behind. You need to leave behind that shame, that regret. You need to leave behind that injustice, that thing that happened that you felt like, oh, I want to take revenge, but leave revenge in the hands of God. That wrong that you haven't seen righted, leave it in 2023. Um, or, or how about this, um, that grudge that you've been carrying? You've been carrying it too long. That's enough. Or how about that mistake, that thing that, that happened in 2023 that you can't forget about and you're just carrying it with you all the time? That worry, that shame, that fear, whatever it is, leave it in 2023. Three, Jesus wants you to pack light. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do that, 
and do not worry about anything. Live that kind of life. When I, when I looked at this message, um, it was personal for me for a lot of reasons because we're talking about our 2023 and, and the church 2023 and, and the life of a pastor um, can be very challenging. You always want to pray for your pastor. If you don't like this church, go to another church, but pray for whatever pastor you're in front of. Because a lot of people, I mean, it's been said so many times, the most important uh, church growth, the most important growth of the church starts in the heart of your pastor. Because if the, the pastor is a target for the devil. And if the, if the devil can take down the pastor, it'll affect the entire church. So you really become a spiritual target, and it's like a, a different league almost. And it's just, it's just like, I mean, there's times... When, when I'm preaching a message, but you know what? I, I need to be encouraged. I'm coming and I'm discouraged. There's times when I feel like I'm running on empty. I'm not full. I'm running on empty. There's times when things have happened and I'm just throwing some pearls down in front of all of you. I'm being real. I hope that's cool. But I, there's times when I'm just like not there. And God's always been faithful in all of it. I've seen the faithfulness of God over and over and over again. The thing that that has really ministered to me are those of you who are faithful. Those of you who have locked arms. Those of you who are in it. You know, my ride or die, brothers and sisters. You know what I'm talking about? Those of you who have been walking by faith and I can kiss you on the cheek. (laughs) I can kiss you on the cheek just to say thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for serving with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I want to say this. How you remember the past should always be through the lens of God's grace and faithfulness. When you think about, you know, that door that you thought was going to be open and it's closed, praise God for God's faithfulness. Aren't you glad that door is closed? If it wasn't for, when you think about that time when you were laid off or, or, or that, that relationship that didn't work out, just praise God for those moments because God loves you and he's taking care of you and you don't have to worry about nothing. You don't have to worry about anything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. When you think about that valley, when you think about that pain, when you think about those times when those things happen, thank God for all of those things. I like the way Paul said it in Corinthians. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Isn't that good? We're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. We didn't know. It didn't make sense. I don't know why this is happening, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you have a Savior who said, I will never leave you or forsake you? Your mama may have left. Your daddy may have left. Your friend may have backstabbed you, but you have a God who will never leave you or forsake you. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I love that. There's nobody like your God. Your God will carry you through everything. And when you look back at 2023 and you see those moments where you're like, it was hard. I mean, how many of you are happy? Let's put it this way. How many of you are looking forward 
to 2024. Raise your hand. You're looking forward to... How many of you are, are, are done with 2023? You're done with 2023. You know what I've discovered? His grace is enough. You know what I'm saying? We don't always hit the green lights in life. We don't always get the first parking spot in front of Starbucks. We don't always... Life's not like that. Life can be unfair, right? And sometimes good people do bad things. Sometimes things happen that don't make any sense. Sometimes things happen and we think, if there's a loving God, then why? But if you walk with God, you discover his faithfulness. Catherine McGinnett, she said this, and I really appreciate this quote. She said, every time I witness a strong person, I want to know, what dark did you conquer in your story? Mountains do not rise without earthquakes. Isn't that good? Can you relate to that? What, what dark? And I thought about, at first I thought, well, man, this might be a typo, typo or something like that. I should say, like, what darkness or something like that. But then I thought, you know what? All of us have a giant. All of us have a battle that we're facing. And a lot of times it's a very personal battle that we don't let other people know about. But we all have something that we're battling and facing and, and, and whatever it might be. But, but those people who are strong, and I'm talking about Christians, those people who are strong in the Lord. You know the only difference that I've discovered about those people? They didn't give up. They kept walking by faith. Even when life was unfair. Even when it didn't make sense. Even when they wanted to walk away. They kept walking by faith. That's what I've discovered. It's this thing called perseverance. And he said, you know what? I'm going to keep walking with God. I'm not going to let go of my faith. I'm going to keep spending time in God's word every day. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to go to church. They just held on. Hear this. Staying stuck in the past can keep you from the new. That's why God was telling the Israelites, look, I know you're freaked out about the Babylonians and I know or Babylon. I know you're freaked out about them. You know, stop worrying about them. I'm going to take care of them. They're going to go back in the same boat that they're so proud of. And you, you don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Because if, you, if you're looking back, if you're looking back, it's going to prevent you from seeing what God wants to do for you in front of you. If all you're doing, it's like driving in your car. You can't, you can't drive forward by looking at the rearview mirror the whole time. You got to look forward. Staying stuck in the past can keep you from the new. Staying stuck in the past. I like the way the NIV says it like this in verse 18. Forget, <coughs> excuse me, Lord, help me. Forget the former things. And then what does it say? Do not Dwell on the past. Let's read it all together, guys. Forget the former things. You know what God's telling the Israelites? Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Because as long as you're thinking about it over and over and over and over again, you're keeping it alive. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about how they wronged you. Stop thinking about what they said. Stop thinking about those words that you're allowing to live in your head that you know are from the father of lies. Stop thinking about that hurt, that wound, that pain. Stop thinking about that missed opportunity. Stop thinking about that failure. Stop thinking about that mistake. Stop thinking about that discouraging moment. Stop thinking about that resentment. Stop thinking about it. 
Because as long as you keep thinking about it, it's going to prevent you from seeing what God is doing right in front of you. Verse 19, he said, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? You know what he's saying? I'm moving in front of you, bro. Can you see it? I'm moving right. I'm doing something brand new right in front of you. You can't see it? Can you see it? The other side of this is it's possible for you to maybe even call yourself a good person or a Christian, maybe even go to church. It's possible for you to maybe even know some Bible verses and not see what God is doing right in front of you. It's possible for you to miss it. Now, I want to I say this. There are things God wants to show you that could only be seen if you're in step with his spirit. Oh, we're getting a little bit deep. There are things God wants to show you that could only be seen if you're in step with his spirit. You need spiritual eyes to see certain things. You hear that? You need spiritual eyes to see what God is doing. And it's going to cost you to have those spiritual eyes. It's going to cost you time. It's going to require you to take time every day. How about, the, how about them apples? In 2024, spend time reading your Bible every morning, even if it's one verse. So just start with that rep right there. If you're not used to reading any much, just one verse in the morning before you look at any of your socials, read one Bible verse. It's going to cost you time. Because you need God's word. You need to meditate on God's word. You need to discover God's purpose for you through his word. And then God will reveal what he's doing in front of you. But you've got to spend time in God's word. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you time in other ways too. On weekends, going to church when you're in town. Going to church even when you don't feel like it. Even when the Broncos have a winning season or whatever. Even when you have other plans saying, oh, I can't go on Sunday, but I can go on Saturday night. It's going to cost you time. It's also going to cost your obedience. God wants you to be obedient to him. It's going to cost you. If you really want to see things that can only be revealed to you or seen through the lens of God's Holy Spirit, then it's going to cost you. Are you willing? Are you willing to pay for that? Are you willing to do that? Jonathan Edwards, he talks about these resolutions and a lot of times, I'm not sure how I feel about resolutions and, you know, some of you might have a resolution of like not eating chocolate or whatever or working out and that's all good stuff. But he said this, resolution number one, I will live for God. Resolution number two, if no one else does, I still will. That's the kind of resolution you need. It's like, you know what, I'm going to pursue God whether I'm with him or with her, whether they go or they don't go, whether things work out or don't work out, I don't care. I'm going to put God first. I'm going to seek him. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says it like this. Commit to the Lord. Oh, let's read this out loud, guys. This is a great memory verse here. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I thought about sharing this with you because a lot of times we have 
we have plans, don't we? <laughs> a lot of times when we, when we have plans, we say, okay, this is my plan for success. I have a three-year success plan, a three-year business plan. I have a 10-year life plan, and this is my goal, and this is where I want to be, and I want to go to college, or I want to start a business, I want to start a new venture, or I want to, I want to advance professionally, and I want to, whatever it is, we make up our plans. And typically when we make them up, we make them up and then we say, okay, God, now I want you to bless my plan. If you're a good God, you bless my plan. But I'm going to flip this. We're going to flip this upside down because this verse doesn't say that. This word commit means literally to roll like a rock. It means to roll. And, and the original language is you roll your plan, you roll your heart, your desire, yourself. You give it all to God. You roll it to God and you walk away and you say, okay, God, you have it now. You know my heart. You know my future. You know my concerns. You know my worries. You know my desires. And I'm going to roll this over to you and I'm going to trust you. And then you just wait on God. So let me say it like this. Hold tightly to the will of God, but hold loosely to your plans. Do you hear that? Hold tightly to the will of God, but hold loosely to your plans. Guys, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Who would have thought the whole world would have shut down after a bird got sick? I mean, nobody expected that, right? Who would have thought that? You don't know. I don't know. But God does. If you hold tightly to the will of God and say, God, I want your will, and you hold loosely to your plan, you know what, guys? That's just a recipe for you walking around and you're just chilling everywhere. The door closes, and you praise God. It's all good. God's got my, you know, I, I rolled it all over to God. I'm not worried about anything. You're let go, and you say, praise the Lord. It's all good. You're not in control of my future. My God's control of my future. Things happen. You get sick. It's all good. God is with you. Here's newsflash. All of us are going to die one day. It's okay. We're in the hands of God. Live every breath for, the, for, for, for God, every breath. While you have breath, live it for God. Things happen in your relationships. There's a breakup or whatever. It's okay. God has your future. Praise God that it happened right now because it could have gotten a lot worse. There could have been more involved. There could have been a greater cost. Praise God. Trust God with everything. You roll it all over to God. You hold tightly to his will. And you hold your plans loosely. Because God is so mysterious. He is so creative. And he does things. And his plans are way better than your plans. He's way smarter than you. He's way wiser. His ways, his thoughts are way better than yours. So you trust God. He is so creative and so redemptive. He can do anything. And his ways are always better. Or how about this? Take Faith Unleashed class in 2024. That's our main pipeline to start everything. And that QR code behind the chair is your start. You can bring out, take out your phone and you can take a picture of that QR code and you can sign up for it even right now while I'm preaching. You know what we'd love to start here at Thorn Creek? Something that's on my heart, a Celebrate Recovery program. 
on Friday nights here. A program for people who are struggling with addictions, where they come here in this room and they worship together and they do all out church and then they break out into rooms and talk about Jesus and talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit frees you from that. I thought, how cool would it be to do this right by a liquor store? Doesn't it make sense to you? It makes sense to me. But you know what? We don't have anyone who's willing to start it. So it's just a dream. Until we have someone that says, hey, I'm willing to give hours. A parenting class. You know how many parents don't know what to do? Kids don't come with manuals or instructions or anything like that. And we have parents with kids that are young and saying, gosh, is not sleeping? Is that part of the deal here? I'm not sleeping at all. It's changed everything, having a kid. Our sex life has changed. Everything has changed. I don't know what to do. Or my kid is now old, and they don't want to come to church. What do I do about that? And they're choosing their own way now, and I don't know about what they're doing, and now they're struggling with their identity, and now they have the wrong friends, and what do we do about We don't have a parenting class here. We'd love to start one to help other people who have the same goal of living a God-honoring life. Or a financial workshop. We have a lot of people who are just struggling financially. We have people here who've never been coached about saving or investing or what to do. And how great would it be if the church was a place where you learned how to honor God with your finances, putting God first and also investing and being a good giver and being a good steward also. We don't have anyone who's willing to do that. Or how about this, a marriage class? We'd love to have a marriage class here. We don't have anyone who's willing to do it. How cool would it be? If we had that, because we have marriages, we have people who are married together and they've been living together and they haven't had sex for six months or a year, but they're living under the same roof or they're arguing all the time and their kids see them arguing all the times or, or he's in an affair or she's in an affair and they don't talk about it. And when they come to church, they put on their makeup and dress all nice and you ask them how they're doing and they say, good, how are you? We need a marriage class. We need to come alongside people. And then there's other programs we want to start. But we're waiting on someone to say, I have a burden. I'll do it. I'll do it. G.K. Chesterton said, the object of a new year is not that we should have a new year, but rather that we should have a new soul. Isn't that good? Because it's just, I love that quote because I can run with that one. I can run with that one. Because this 2024, you know there's going to be storms that you're not expecting. You know that. Maybe they're going to be relational or financial or health or whatever it is. There's going to be some storm in your life. Maybe your faith is going to be challenged. Maybe you're going to be tempted to walk away. Whatever it is, you're going to have storms in 2024 that are going to blindside you. But if you focus on your soul and you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then it's a game changer. Why not have a better soul in 2024 than you did in 2023? A healthier soul in 2024. You should fight your battles differently in 2024 than you did in 2023. I didn't share that in any of the other services. I think somebody needs to hear that. You need to fight your battles differently in 2024. You know why? Because you're a different person. You're a different person. And you've seen God move. Reminds me of that song, History. It's a song I have on my playlist. It says, um, me and God. There's a reason why I don't lead worship. I just want to (laughs) preface that. We got history. We go way, way back. We go way, way back. 
Me and God, we got history. My mama thinks I could sing. We go way, way back. We go way, way back. Isn't that good? Your God has history with you. And then he goes, he's always had my back. <laughs> he's always had my back. I got to sing it with some soul. He's always had my back. That's what it is. Your God loves you. And hasn't he been good in 2023? So in 2024, you're like, mm, I've been through this before. I ain't going to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? I've seen this giant before. I freaked out the first time. It's different now. I'm a different person. <clears throat> Some of you <laughs> have been praying for a problem to go away. And I want you to know God is going to use that problem for his glory. God's going to use that valley. I'm going to close with this, 2 Corinthians 4. Hey, worship team, I just jumped ahead, so come on out now. They're waiting for me to, I'm jumping. They're, they're waiting for me to share a verse, and I'm going to share it with you. Uh, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Say, say, don't give up. Turn to the person next to you and tell them don't give up. What took you guys so long? <laughs> uh, say, don't give up. Turn to the person next to you and just tell them don't give up. We do not lose heart. I think that's, a, in fact, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that's another chapter for you to read. Over and over in that chapter, it says, don't lose heart, don't lose heart, don't lose heart, don't lose heart. And I think it says it over and over because it's easy for us to become discouraged. It's easy for humans who are trying to walk by faith when nothing is happening, seemingly happening, and you want to give up. I've been praying nothing's happening. But remember this, if you live your life and you invite the Holy Spirit and you stay in step with the Holy Spirit, God will show you things that you can only see if you had spiritual eyes. We do not lose heart. Though outwardly, we are wasting away. All of you who creak when you stand up, just say amen to that. <laughs> Yet inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. You know what that verse says? You know what? Our bodies are not going to last forever. I'm all for working out. I'm all for that. I love working out. That's my sanctuary when I go in our basement and I run and I lift. I love doing that. I love listening to messages and I love doing that. But you know what's more important than working out and all those reps? It's your soul. Your soul's more important. It's good to do it. But you gotta, you gotta take care of your soul too. You gotta do it. So uh, outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. <laughs> Reading God's word, going to church, being obedient, saying not my will but your will be doing. We're being renewed. Holy Spirit, change my mind. Holy Spirit, transform my heart. Change me, God. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Holy Spirit. And then the next verse is this. Um, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And what I like about this word is momentary troubles. Isn't that good? The trouble that you're in, it's momentary. You know what that means? It's not going to last for all of you who grew up in the church and you, you've been a saint way longer than me and you have a heritage of saints, you know this phrase, this too shall pass. You know what I'm talking about. This too shall pass. 
when someone's going through a hard time, just look at them and tell them, this too shall pass. You be faithful. Momentary troubles. And then verse 18. This is, uh, I think, the last one, yeah. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen. Oh, dude, this is so good. Not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. This is the invisible God. This is heaven. This is the kingdom of God. Since what is seen is temporary. It's temporary. Everything that is seen is temporary. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Wow. Guys, you got to look at Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm your ride or die. I'm in it. I don't care who else is with me. I'm in it. I'm going to throw myself more to you in 2024. I'm in it. Ride or die. I want your will for my life. Ride or die. Life is so short, guys. God has a purpose for you. And maybe that involves you sharing your faith with someone. You might call yourself a Christian and, you know, when was the last time you talked to someone about Jesus? Whatever it is, be obedient to God. Focus on the things that are invisible. That's God. That's our faith. Love. Forgive. Be willing to be used by God in any way he wants. Die to yourself and live for him. I'm done. I've talked too much. Let me, uh, let me uh, give you an opportunity to turn to Jesus. If you're ready to turn to Jesus, would you say this prayer? Say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. And this morning, I want to start a new relationship with you. Others of you, you've been walking with God for a long time. And maybe you call yourself a Christian. Maybe you need to say, God, I want more of you. Put your Holy Spirit inside of me and give me eyes to see things that I could only see if I was in step with your Spirit. Use me in a new way in 2024. I want to die to myself in a new way in 2024. And God, you and I, we do have history. We go way, way back. So I'm just going to trust you. I'm not going to carry, I'm, I'm going to pack light. I'm going to trust you with everything, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for answering my prayers. And thank you for telling those times when you told me to wait. Thank you, God. Thank you for your unfailing love. Thank you, God. We worship you for the, in the valleys and certainly the, the, the rooftops. But we thank you, God. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. All of this, amen. Can we thank God for his word, guys? Praise the Lord.